Welcome to Dr. 3, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard rank ladder. I am your host, Daring Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Dragon Rider and Major Death. So, we didn't... We we're hit, back. We, yeah, we're back. We recorded... We're, we're back. <laughs> yes. And we, pro- and we promised this episode will be just a shade under three hours this time. <laughs> I'm aiming <laughs> to be a little closer to one hour, but if hey, it, if, we can do we can do that. <laughs> though there though there is a lot to talk about. There so, is. I mean. So, um, well then let's let's not waste any time and go over our last poll question, which was a couple weeks back. So, yes, la- the last poll question that we had, we had just seen uh, the first three of the quest lines from the new expansion. And so we wanted to know which quest line are you most interested in trying out? Uh, are you, we had 26 votes. Thank you to all of you that voted. 57.7% of you said you wanted to try Warlock, the Demon Seed quest line. 34.6% said Priests Seek Guidance. I think those people might be changing their vote if it happened now. And finally, 7.7% said they were interested in playing the Sorcerer's Gambit, which is the Mage Quest. Which, wow, that yeah. is, um, that's not how it turned out. No, it is not. <laughs> that's not how it turned, it's, it's really how it turned out. Turns we, will, out. we will be, uh, we'll, we'll be talking about that after a little bit here. But uh, yeah, that is the poll quest. That was the poll question from a couple of weeks ago. Again, thank you all to, to all of you that voted. We'll have a poll question at the end of this week's episode. We hope you will uh, let us know what you think on that. So we move to the news. And first up, we have United in Stormwind. Expansion is here. Um, We'll be discussing our first impressions as this week. (coughs) Excuse me, main topic. Book of Heroes Illidan is now available. Completing eight encounters awards one standard demon hunter pack. Skullbearer Bearer Illidan. I didn't think that would be so hard to say, but apparently it is. Bundle available in the shop for 10 USD. Bundle includes a hero portrait and five standard demon hunter packs. Hearthstone won't receive balance changes this week. Developers targeting early next week for card changes. Information provided by Alc Dawson via Twitter. Tweet reads, No constructed balance changes this week. Target is early next week. Meta has been evolving quite rapidly since United and Stormwind launched and will be finalizing the decision in a few days. I, I feel like just the wording there might even still be an understatement. The meta has been evolving quite rapidly. Hmm. Understatement of the year, I feel like. We'll get there, there but... Yeah, yeah there, there's been a, a lot that's happened, a lot of things that have changed. I And I'm, and I'm not even sure right now, and we'll, we'll probably talk about this as well, I'm not even sure if there are, is a need for, for balance changes necessarily. I know a lot of people are saying that they're pretty happy with the meta as it is right now, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been a bit of a roller coaster so far. Yep. 
So we have two United in Stormwind bundles available. The United in Stormwind bundle includes 10, 10 uh, United in Stormwind packs, 10 standard packs, and two random United in Stormwind legendaries for 20 USD. Or the Golden Stormwind bundle, which includes 10 Golden United in Stormwind packs and one random Golden United in Stormwind legendary for 40 USD. Okay. Yeah. 40 bucks. I yeah. so would like to get the golden bundle, but man. That is a hefty tag yeah. for 10 packs in a legendary. So. Yeah. Um, Blizzard president J. Allen Brack leaves the company. Um, he leaves the company effectively of August 3rd, 2021. Jen O'Neill and Mike Yabara have been appointed as co-leaders of Blizzard. I am sorry that I mispronounced that. I no idea. English is I, not my strong suit. I'm going to tell you that right now. So. I, I mean, I, I think you're fine with English. It's just people's names sometimes could be a bit. Yeah. Can be a bit dicey. And yeah, I, I think I think you you said it about how I would have said it. So I think you're. Yeah, Mike. Okay. I, Mike, I'm sorry. I that is a yeah. that is not a common string of letters I have to pronounce. So I apologize if I mispronounce that. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I apologize. I'm coughing. I'm muting myself in between, but some well, coughs will get through. I apologize, guys. I, I do, that's okay. I, I think we should take a second to talk about this and okay, and also talk about the employees and the I, I mean even content creators and people who are are still at blizzard um i i feel like the the fact that he has left is hopefully a step in a better direction but some of the things that have happened with blizzard execs or things they've said are still not addressing the changes that Blizzard employees have been requesting <laughs> the the things that they flat out said, this is what we want to see change. So I really do hope that some of that really starts to change soon and that you know some of those execs take it seriously because there still are a ton of people at Blizzard who deserve a lot better and who deserve to be treated better, including by the community, because there's been a lot of people who are just harassing employees and uh, that's that's not okay ever. So I really do hope things start changing and I hope that we can do our best here to show our support for those yeah. people as well. I don't I seriously don't understand how your reaction is these people are being mistreated. Here I'm going to mistreat them to try and make it better. Like what it's a, that logic train doesn't follow. Unless you have confirmation, even then, you can be the bigger person. There's no reason to harass anyone at any given time. It's the internet. Go do something else. Let it be. Unless it's, like, something you're majorly morally opposed to. But, like, even then, you can kind of do things another way. So, I, I, I'm with you. Like, I want to support the people still at Blizzard because... They're obviously still good people there, and um, let's hope the change in the leadership shifts the change in the culture 
from the top down. And that's that's what we the what we can hope for now. But let's just not forget this though. Like this is this is serious and like we need to hold Blizzard accountable and like that's I mean when I say that I mean the management at Blizzard. We don't need to go after random dev number three. You know what I mean? We we need to remember this and hear the people at Blizzard and let them speak and don't let this become just something that fades into the background because if it does, it'll happen again. And we don't want that. We want, we like, obviously the software development and games industry, there's problems involved in, in that industry that don't have to do with being sexually harassed and being held down because your gender there's plenty of other things that can be complained about so let's get rid of that first let's treat everyone equally and give everyone the equal opportunity they they deserve because it's really fucking disheartening excuse me i was yeah it was a very we didn't record two weeks ago because of this we We st- we walked out basically with with the Blizzard employees. We were I was, you know, as a white guy, you know, I'm a lot less. I'm in the position of um, uh, privilege here, so like I'm trying to stand with the people who are oppressed and. We're trying to. It's. It was just. It was just really disheartening, and I'm disjointed. I wasn't sure how much we were going to talk about this, so I didn't collect my thoughts. But like, it's just. It's. It was really hard to see this happening after, you know, they had their inclusion thing earlier this year. So it's kind of like, this seems like a systemic problem. So hopefully, um, they cut the head off the beast and. Uh, Maybe they'll wake up because that's that's what we're we're not asking. We're demanding it like treat everyone the same. Everyone should be equal. And like, that's just how the world should work. <laughs> it just is. It's 2021. It's time to stop living in the past and live in now. And we're better than this. So. Anyone want to yeah, add anything else? I'm sorry. Well, yeah, I I guess yeah, we didn't we didn't re we didn't release an episode 3 weeks ago um because because of everything that went on. There has been a lot of news that has come out as a result of the lawsuit that was filed uh and came to light 3 weeks ago and uh it is vitally important if you are listening to us that you read about and understand what's going on there and listen to the experiences that have been shared and, and really hear them and do everything you can to support them. And the people, if you have an opportunity to help uh, make somebody feel included and this, this is, this is, we had this same conversation uh, about um, you know women and tournaments and invites to events and inclusion and the this is 
this isn't the things that we should have to be going over, but it is, we have to be going over it because it's happening and it needs to stop. And it's, it's, it's really, it's really difficult, but we, we, I think we've each talked about it individually. We've talked, we're talking about it now. Uh, we are in full support of, of the, uh, the demands that have been made by the, the uh, Blizzard employees about fair treatment, about, you know, getting transparency and pay and, and all the other things that they're looking to get. And, and we wholeheartedly support them and, and, and uh, really hope that this, that this is a turning point for, for the company. It is of vital importance, and the industry as a whole. This isn't this isn't unique to Blizzard either. This is happening at Ubisoft. It, it's happened, at, I believe, at Riot as well. It's there's this needs to stop, and it needs there needs to be consequences for these terrible actions, and it just needs to stop. It just has to stop. Yeah, I I shared uh, after this happened as well some of my personal experiences, just whether they were related to gaming or not, uh, on Twitter. If anybody read my thread, but yeah, I mean this kind of thing, like just letting behavior like that happen, happens in so many places. It's not just Blizzard. So you know, if you choose to stop playing Blizzard games, stop paying for blizzard things that is you know that that's your choice and that's an acceptable action that you can take but i definitely would urge people please do not just say well i'm just gonna go over here then because i can fucking guarantee you there's shit happening over there too and yeah i don't talk like this i don't like talking like this a lot but i feel very strongly about that i drove a semi truck and worked overnights and had men at gas stations say disgusting, inappropriate things to me and about me. While I was in my uniform at a fucking gas station, washing my truck window or fueling or getting a drink inside. Like, this shit happens everywhere. So, seriously, it, it's not just a Blizzard thing. And what needs to happen is, yeah, people being held accountable. But also... The people around that who aren't doing that and who still choose to stay and fight like I've I've dealt with this. I could I could leave. But you know what? I love this game. I have met so many wonderful people like the two of you through this community. And you know what? I I want to be a beacon for future players and for future women who can see that there is good in the community or in the game or in the industry and that we can have a space. So, you know, please help, help us content creators, help the employees who are demanding those changes create that better space for everybody. And you don't, you deserve that space and we should build it. Like we need to keep working on building it. Because you deserve to be here just as much as everyone else does. And you deserve to be treated exactly the same as everybody else does. And it's it's frustrating. And it's heartbreaking. And it's it's it's, it's a, uh, 
a, a long list of things to see that that like like I said, it's twenty twenty one. Like we we're better than this now. We're better than this. It's let's just let's just get rid of this. I know that me saying this isn't gonna change anything, um, big scale, but I'm I'm hoping we can continue to build a place where everyone is just equal. It doesn't matter. You're here to have fun. I'm here to have fun. We're here to play a card game that everyone likes and that doesn't matter your gender, your race, your sexual orientation. Nothing matters when you queue up. It's just you're playing a game. Everyone's treated the same. Everyone has the same right to be in this space without hearing anything. Like, it's just, that's just it. That's, that's, yeah. So I don't want to get any more upset. So let's, I think we said a lot there and I'm proud of us. And I'm sorry that you've had to put up with so much shit, Dawn, but you know, you're definitely awesome. And we're very happy to have you here. So, and Mage, and I'm happy to have Mage here too, because everyone is equal. So, cheers. There, there, there is, no, there's very few people I hold in higher regard than you, Dragon Rider, and it is important that you feel just as safe and happy and and welcome here as anybody else does. And it's 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 sickening that there are employees that went to work at what they thought was going to be their dream job, which I would tell you would have been my dream job if I could have somehow had the talent in order to go there. And then it ended up being their absolute effing nightmare once they got there because of the other individuals that are there and that what they were allowed to do is just unbelievable, unacceptable, and should never happen. Ever. Okay. After That's... that, yeah, I I just wanted I wanted a second to let that sit in, and now we will get back to our originally a regularly scheduled program. And talk about Dean Ayala's Twitter Q&A number 24. So, Ixar covered United in Stormwind, mass nerfs, new classes, as well as card questions, among other topics. Regarding unnerfing cards when they rotate to wild, I'd expect most of our nerfs to standard cards to become unnerfed for a while. Unless there is a specific wild deck that is already mega powerful that we'd push further by unnerfing. Regarding Battlegrounds, Battlemaster, and Cornelius Rome. Uh, Cards that grant class specific effects in neutral should come at a cost. Playing a 5-5 for 5 that can brick much of the time you draw it is, is its cost. But maybe not big enough. We'll revisit the balance next week and see. Similar answer for Rome. Neutral card draw is coveted. Possible the cost of getting something you wouldn't normally get isn't high enough. We're reviewing data and we'll see next week. Regarding a potential new class in Hearthstone, 
The options are Death Knight, Monk, or New Hearthstone specific class. I think Monk is probably a second is probably second or third on that list. Regarding tradable keyword. I like tradable gameplay a lot. There's some there's some UX is it weirdness to it. I I, I don't User experience. Ah, okay. Okay, so there's the user experience weirdness to having it perform different functions based on where you go to drop it. Also, you can't just learn what the mechanic does by playing it. So some downsides, some upsides. Overall, great. (coughs) Regarding current United and Stormwind meta and uninteractive gameplay, because those strategies exist isn't an issue... Many different strategies should exist. Part of the population issue shouldn't uh, should subside over time because decks that aren't powerful rarely stay populous. I do agree that the density for of from hand only stuff is too high right now. Though the team is looking to finalize balanced decisions on Tuesday and patch afterwards. Can't say for certain. We're looking to change at least one card. Regarding power creep and a mass nerf. Power creep is a decision. We can do anything we want in terms of balance. We could re-release an expansion that has no cards. One play, or, um, expansion that has no cards. Has cards no one plays because they aren't powerful enough. Remember Rastakhan's. Power creep <laughs> isn't, isn't intentional. But our, if our goal is to match our current power level, then in some way, yes, it's inevitable. We discussed a mass nerf. I don't think it's unreasonable. We could do a, we could do it a, at. Damn it! I'm having a hard time reading tonight. We could do it at a standard rotation set, lower the power of the core set, release a lower power set, and do a bunch of nerfs to these three sets from the previous years. Not a crazy idea as yet next year approaches. I think we'll consider it very closely. Okay, now I, I've, I've talked some a lot. Very, yeah, there's <laughs> some very interesting stuff here. And, and so I wanted to make sure that we got to talking a lot about it. So, you know, obviously we don't talk a ton about wild. And so unnerfing cards when they go to wild, I, I, w- I would almost expect that that's going to happen because the... Wild has a much larger pool of cards that you're that you basically are trying to fight for spots with and and it and cards that need to be really powerful in order to find their way into wild decks. That's just kind of the way it is. It 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 is interesting that we already have people uh questioning cards and strategies from the new meta even though uh you know this was done on Friday like three days, not even three days after the after the launch of the new expansion, people questioning Battlegrounds Battlemaster, which is a really good card. Don't get me wrong. It's a really powerful card. Cornelius Rome, I, I don't even know that that's seeing a ton of play right now or being that particularly strong when it is seeing play. Um, definitely initially, you know, we're going to talk about the first week impressions. There definitely was some thoughts about uh, interact uninteractivity uh you know the solitaire meta as it was as it was called very early on uh so it was interesting talking 
you know, seeing how they, what they were thinking about that. They don't, it, it's, you forget because I, I guess I like when I think about how game, this game, like gameplay in Hearthstone works, you know, it's actually been kind of this. There's been very few times where you've just been able to do your own thing with complete disregard to what your opponent's doing. And, and like, that's not to say that's not a bad strategy necessarily. It's just, it's just a different strategy. And I think that like, there is just like there's a place for combo decks, just like there's a place for control decks, just because just like there's a place for aggro decks. I think there, it does make some sense that there is like a deck that you're just basically trying to do your thing. And, um, you know, there should be obviously some counterplay to it, but I think that like, it's, it's interesting that people were really upset about it right away, I guess. And, and, and that, but the, the, and then the last thing, the, the mass nerf or like a complete kind of de-escalation of power at say like a rotation time, I thought it was really interesting. And, and I hadn't even considered that, you know, I'm not a, an avid card game player before I started playing Hearthstone. And so this is definitely something that, you know, I'm assuming because magic has been around for, as long as it has, that they've probably done this at some point. But yeah, this seemed really great. This seemed really interesting that this is something that we could we could see happening, and then there could be, you know, a meta that ends up being a lot not dissimilar to to um, like what classic is right now, right? Because because the the power level of everything is so much ramped back to where it was a long time ago so but i i loved the comment about uh we can we can create basically an expansion with with not very powerful cards and no one plays them and then like specifically called out rastakhan's rumble as being that sad sad. (laughs) oh rastakhan that was one of my favorite sets for flavor but yeah the power of the cards was not was not there <laughs> excuse me chenvala was there and that's all we okay. needed <laughs> no yeah there was so there was there was another question that ended up coming up as part of of the q a that actually talked about rastakhan's rumble they asked basically what what card type or or something have you were you really excited about that ultimately just sort of flopped on uh when it, when it when it when it launched and they were talking about the uh the the spirit cards oh and, spirit and they of talk, the he talked yeah. yeah he talked about how they had done all this testing with some of these kind of like low powered decks and, and and tried to find i guess interactions that would really break the break the game as a result of these cards but ultimately they didn't do enough to kind of figure out that the correct balance level or power level of those cards. And so when they came out, they were just really underpowered and didn't end up seeing much play as a result of it. Yeah. I feel like it's pretty unfortunate, but 
honestly, I feel like they learned a lot from that too. And I, I feel like yeah. we kind of see that even in responses like what he gave. So, you know, that's going to happen. Um, you, you mentioned mage about how interesting it is about the potential, like mass nerf or mass unnerfing and all that kind of stuff. And, that is one really cool thing about the digital card games is that they can do that or like physical games. Okay. Well, like they can reprint cards differently, but they can't go back and like, okay, we're literally going to take this physical card out of every player's hand and like yeah. <laughs> give you a new copy, but they can do that with the digital cards. So they do have a lot more flexibility to try a lot of things like that, which is cool that they're even considering. It. I think they're, it does seem like they're really at least thinking of all the different things they could possibly do with with what they have. Also, how can you forget the keyword overkill? That was all over the... Oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. No, it wasn't. <laughs> uh, biggest flop since Inspire. Womp womp. I liked Inspire too. I did too. Remember the what was it? The Murloc Knights. Yes. Oh, he has so cute a Murloc riding on. <laughs> I, I want that back. I want. I I liked Justicar True Heart. That was like my favorite card from that set. So, okay, all right. Well, let's move on. Don, you wanted to talk about tournaments this week. Would you... I did. I Yay. did. Yeah. I just. I feel like you know. I want to bring some tournament talk back. It's. I, I'm reinvigorated from tournaments. There's been a lot of different stuff, and actually, I didn't. I forgot to put in our notes uh, that they did make an announcement uh, a couple weeks ago. Then everything happened, um, but they they are changing a bit of the qualification metrics, I suppose, for. Um, getting into a master's tour. So as opposed to what they were doing before, uh, where you had to get four top eights or win a master's qualifier. Uh, now what they're going to do is anybody that plays 20 or more qualifiers in a period, uh, the top 50% win rate of those players will qualify, which means a lot more people will be qualifying and it feels a lot less punishing for players who might more consistently be getting like top 32s and top 16s. So they're still doing really well in these, you know, single elimination tournaments, but they're just barely making that cutoff. And uh, already I feel like I've noticed an improvement. Uh, I've played 10 qualifiers now. And I think um, I have my, my record here. I think I'm sitting at like a 13, 10 record. So I'm above a 50% win rate over 10 qualifiers so far. And one of them, I did get top 16. Woo. Um, but it's like, it feels, it feels much better. Now I can actually look at it and say, hey, I did well. I got top 16 and I feel like I'm getting there instead of I got top 16 and not a top eight. Great. I'm, I'm terrible. So, so even the, the shift in the mental aspect of it. I love, and I'm so excited for that. So I just wanted to mention that because I, I don't think we've mentioned that in our last couple of weeks because of that's everything awesome. that's I mean, going on. So. I mean, it's a slog for you guys. And um, now that they're kind of lowering the bar a little bit because it's not just luck. I mean, luck is a factor and it's not just skill in a single limb tournament in a game like Hearthstone. Like, skill's a factor, but like, 
you could luck your way into like a first place as, or you could luck your way into getting eliminated in the first round, you know? So like, that's very cool that, uh, uh, results, sustainability is something they're looking at now. So like, that's, I think that's very cool. Yeah. It's absolutely great for players who are doing the grind and speaking of players who are doing the grind, all right, we've got some upcoming tournaments that are starting this weekend. Actually, one of them is finishing, so let's let's talk about that first. And that is Supergirl Gamer Pro. If any of you haven't been watching, there's been three Sundays of qualifying weeks. And then this coming Sunday, August 15th, at 4 p.m. Eastern at Supergirl, well, Supergirl GP on Twitch, uh, is the top four championships. And it's actually myself and Sway Bay who have been casting that. And it's been an absolute blast. But, you know, this is, it really relates to the whole topic that we were talking about earlier. Literally, Supergirl is all about giving women and, like, women presenting players a chance to actually compete in a safe space and, and, actually shine so this is fantastic i love this event and in the top four we have edelweiss uh, over from coin concede many of you probably have heard of her uh, we have murcia lago and nasil both from uh, latin america and the teacher over from europe and this year because there isn't an in-person event they actually allowed to open it up to players worldwide so it's really cool to see like there's an american player and south america players and somebody from europe so it's like hey they're, they're there to compete so definitely would appreciate all of the support we can get over there and then grandmasters uh the season two for this year is starting up this weekend as well there's going to be overall eight weeks of play and they dropped the specialist okay they had no more specialists. Woo! None of that. <laughs> I'm so excited that they did. Yay! Yes. They, they mentioned in the article that was put out uh, about a month ago, like, they like the specialist, but in terms of especially viewership, a lot of the matches were ending up being like multi-hour things and for like one match. and Yeah. So they, they got rid of it. So what they're going to do this year is... Each week, or this season of this year, uh, each week is going to alternate between Conquest and Last Hero Standing. And then the last week of August, which will be basically in three weekends from now, uh, is actually the Masters Tour Silver Moon. So Grandmasters won't be playing at that time. They're going to be competing in the, the Masters Tour. Uh, and then the final week, I guess week seven and eight don't alternate technically. They're both Conquest. Uh, but week eight is going to be the finals to try to uh, determine who will end up winning and securing a spot for the 2021 World Championship. But there was also something really interesting. And I, I feel like they're really trying to implement even just small things to keep people interested and engaged and, and make sure that there's not some of what we've seen in the past, I'll just say. But what they're doing uh, this year is it actually says... The season one champions who who won, who are now qualified for, or supposedly qualified for the world championship, they have to avoid relegation to hold their invites for the world championship. 
Uh, otherwise, if they get relegated during the season, then the season one runner-up will actually go to the world championship instead. So it's kind of interesting that they're they're kind of getting you know making an incentive so that those players actually keep playing and like you know don't just say oh I got invited to the world championship I'm gonna not care. Yeah, I thought I, I saw that today. I thought that was a bit kind of crazy. It's like oh hey you're still you won last season, but you you can't just skate by this season because if you do. And you get relegated, you you lose your your invite to Worlds. And obviously, they worked so hard to get their their invite to Worlds already. They're they're not going to want to do that. So that's that's definitely adds some intrigue. And you're going to be watching those season one winners as well. They're also doing a pack giveaway again. Uh, two packs just for watching week one. Then another two packs for watching over weeks two through seven. And then they're doing another two packs. I think they're standard packs, if I remember right, uh, for watching the the uh, the finals week as well. So. Yeah. And that's all watching through YouTube because uh, it's yes. still on YouTube. But, um, you know, it's still really good content and the, the broadcasts have been really great. Uh, some great casters. Also really interesting, though, I did see Frodan tweeted that he would no longer be casting Hearthstone. Yeah. Yep. And um, so he's getting replaced by be... Lorinda, which I love Lorinda. Yeah. So I'm like I I'm yeah. sad like Frodan has been an institution since I started watching Hearthstone. Right. So like I'm yeah. I'm going to miss him, but like I really like uh Lorinda's casting as well. So like it it works. So I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited for it. I think it's going to be good. And, uh, you know, they're making a lot of changes in just the competitive stuff overall. So I I really hope that it inspires a lot of people because just I'm so passionate about the competitive stuff. But I do think that a lot of the tournament, especially whoever wins each week, influences what we see on ladder. So (laughs) that's my segue into let's go back to our ladder talk. Mage, you want to take us into our main topic? All right, so our main topic this week is we're now one week into United in Stormwind, which, uh, you know, we I think we were all anxiously awaiting uh, ever since the announcement uh, of the, the new expansion. And it's been, as we talked about it at the very beginning of the show, it's been a bit of a roller coaster over over the last week a lot of things have been good and then not so good and uh i think i think you have to start with quest spell mage was like day one of the uh, of the expansion launch that seemed to be the talk of everything a lot of people were playing that deck it had something like a close to 60% win rate uh, across all levels. It was just really popular. It was everywhere. People were all instantly complaining again about, <laughs> about Enchanter's flow on two <laughs> and all this stuff. And the talk of the solitaire meta began. Um, that, that was, that was literally like the first, 
kind of 12 to 24, maybe slightly more than 24 hours of the of the new expansion. Did did you guys play any Spellmage initially? Early on, I'm very I'm very curious. I played a handful of games ah. because that was one of the quests I o- opened. Uh that's basically the only thing I've played. I've tried a few other things, but I've just been playing Spellmage pretty exclusively. So that's so funny. I'm the complete opposite. I I feel like at this point, it's like the only deck I haven't touched yet. Like I've played really? everything else. I'm just like, all right, okay, it's it's a thing. It's a deck. I'm like, I'm gonna play this other stuff. I was just beating mages' faces in on the first day. Okay, well, like... what were you what were you playing uh, uh, then? I uh, I think I, I, I think I saw you playing shaman. If I remember, yeah, right. yeah, I put together an aggro shaman basically. So it had some of the elemental stuff and then was still running like the doom hammer, um, rock biter, all that stuff. But I put in the overdrafts, uh, the new cards. And then I was playing the zappers, the one mana three, two with the spell damage. Zappy boy. Yeah. Oh, so good. I actually, on the first day of the expansion, I managed to hit legend and then proceed to climb into the top 200 legend with that shaman because Ooh. I was just like, all right, it's well day played. one. I'm smacking face. <laughs> and it worked. And, you know, after that, it, not so much. But, you know, that's it was still fun. The meta has definitely been sure. all over the place, though, it's felt like. So, so since the first day, several quest lines have proven to be quite good, while experiment, experimentation seems to be continuing with others. Uh, I'm going to call out Rogue, Warlock, Druid seem to be like the best ones. Mage is still right up there as far as play rate goes, even though it, you're, you might not be having quite the same level of success. Uh, those were targeting different things. Uh, I think Drew, you know, Warlock it, uh, was was really interesting because they they started out with like this combo sort of deck with Stealer of Souls and trying to draw a bunch of cards to make them cost the health instead of mana, and you're trying to like basically OTK people, which is what I was seeing before. They've since kind of switched that deck. Now there's a Zulok version of the deck that's running a lot of like beat yourself up cards. And then you try and complete the quest quickly, which you can do like by turn six or seven a lot of times, which is absolutely crazy. And then you can, you know, uh, just beat beat people up with uh, taking taking damage from the rest of your cards and that sort of thing. Plus, there's this more controlling version that that has Soul Rend in it, and a bunch of the uh, like the uh, the cards that we were seeing when you were when you were playing Delete Warlock, the the deck when you were like trying to mill your deck down to almost no cards. So then you got you know one mana six six taunts and and uh, you know the the uh, three threes that 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 did a battle cry with lifesteal and and all that sort of thing so warlock has kind of gone all over the place druid because there were so many warlock or war mages burning people out suddenly creating a lot of armor was really important and so druid got to be really popular uh 
I personally have played a lot of the Rogue Quest. I love Find the Imposter. The final reward, the the uh, Spy Master Scabs, is a ridiculously good card. The Gizmos are all really powerful. Yeah, and uh, I- Battle Master with the, with that card is amazing. yeah. I mean that's the win con with that. You do eighteen damage. Right. You 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 hide Scabs. And then you hit them for 18 the next turn. Potentially more, depending on if you have your uh, Wicked Stab. So yeah, I've actually had, to be fair, I've had the most fun playing Rogue. But I've just, I've been having, I had more success last week, obviously, with Mage. I've had, I've gotten to final bosses like seven times already and lost every time with Mage. But Mm. yeah, it luck comes and goes with that deck so yeah eh. so okay daring yes as uh, our resident priest player yeah how much how much sadness do you have oh, right now no with the priest? i i don't have any i don't have any <gasps> sadness None? because like a i knew the quest was going to be bad like i <laughs> yeah. i never thought that that was a viable quest like i was like this is cool i like it it's very disappointing because I've had it happen once to me, like on day one, and it shows you when your opponent draws the card. I don't know if you if you've seen the quest completed. When you draw the shard, it shows you it, like the what? tradable cards. Yep, you draw the Is that a yeah bug? because because yeah because they well like when you trade a card, they have to show you that you tr- the the card because. Otherwise, you'd be like, why do they get to trade it? Yeah. I, I saw Celestial on talking about yeah, it. Yeah, no, so. I know. But when, I don't know if this was a bug or anything. The only time I saw it happen, it like drew the shard and it showed it to me. I was like, all right, well, I just hit concede. Really? Yeah. Well, that's weird. I was like, why don't you just end the game right now? I'm not playing mage. So there's no chance I hit a counter spell. So like. Yeah, I don't know. That was funny though. Um uh Shadow Priest seems to be doing all right. Um kind of crumbles when you do anything that involves being on the board and being tempo focused because yeah, that deck tries to rush you down, but it's not very proactive on the board. <laughs> and it only has two spells in it. <laughs> so it's kind of like I'm like Oh, okay. Or, or I guess three. The uh, the Raised Dead, the Lifesteal one, and the um, Thrive in the Shadows. So, like, I mean, it's fun. Like, I've seen people, I've lost to it. It's good. It's just, like, I've played against it when I've played something more tempo-focused, and it just blows it out of the water. I'm like... That's a bit of a problem in this current meta, and I've seen significantly less priest sense. So, but I like I thought it was cool that they're they're trying to come on another deck type. But like I still like it has potential. It's just not quite there yet. Like it's getting there. Like I think Shadow Priest will definitely be a thing, and Benedictus will see more play. But like. The minions, the minions are good, but they're not quite good enough yet. But there, there are some impressive minions. So, Demon Hunter and Sean, 
the Demon Hunter quest line as well as the Shaman quest line very recently, I feel like, are really starting to gain traction. Uh, I know John Bray was creating in the uh, the Shaman quest line along with a few others, and I, I've actually been rather surprised at how well the Demon Hunter quest line works in OTK Demon Hunter to the point where they're not even running Skull of Gul'dan anymore. That is yeah. absolutely crazy to me that that's where we're at with this. Crazy is one word. Yeah. Sad. <laughs> Sad is, a, is another word that I feel about that. Uh, yeah, it gets completed pretty quickly sometimes. Although it, I will say I, I've even tried pulling that deck and there's some slight variations on it, but it's still a fairly difficult deck to play. Uh, and I, I've seen, I know I was making that mistake, but also after watching it a lot and I've seen a lot of people like one of the big things with that is there's tradable cards specifically being run in there purpose for the purpose of just actually trading them for the card draw to work towards that quest. And I've seen so many times where people will have like two out of the four and then they use a tradable to get the third out of four and then they end the turn. It's like, wait, 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 no, <laughs> you need to be using those to complete the quest. So really try to like build up the card draw to actually complete it. So it's still a difficult deck to play, but that's another one that's been. And with the Tusk Piercer, like, the Tusk Piercer yeah, literally just in there. And, it's literally yeah. only in there to draw the Peddler. It is literally right. <laughs> only in there yeah. to draw the Peddler. And then you have the Rustrot, Rustrot Viper as the other card i don't know if you're running two mm -hmm. of them but you're running definitely running at least one aerobatics um yeah it makes sense that you're not running skull because you don't necessarily need the discounts from skull when you're yeah. you're you know if you draw six cards in a turn or five cards in a turn uh, all five of them get reduced the cost by one then all of a sudden like you don't need you, your mana goes a lot further so, um, yeah, I, uh, it, it's, I, I was watching Drago cat play the deck this morning and yeah, the, the turns feel like they can be incredibly awkward depending on what you have in hand. Yep. You, if you have combo pieces instead of draw pieces, it gets really difficult to kind of try and maneuver your way through there. But, but yeah, I, I thought it would be more difficult, but I hadn't considered tradable cards as being one of the ways that you were going to, yeah. to get yep. that card draw in a single turn. And the fact that it's one mana do it, I, I think that's actually quite ingenious. And uh, that deck is good. Again. Again, we have to deal with Ilgan. Dang it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's good. Um, it's not as good when you're getting your teeth kicked in by paladins, though, and, uh, yes. kinda it's hate to see paladin on top again, like, it's kind it, I, I, I'll be frank, yeah. I am not really enjoying the meta, like, I do not like seeing paladin after paladin after paladin, which is the majority of what I played against today, um, because... We just got out of the meta. Like, it hasn't even been three months since Paladin was unseated as number one. And Paladin is back at number one. And I'm like, 
This is boring again. I to but, me. But these are minions instead of Librams. It's so different. Uh, well, so what? Did, what did, what did you play? What did you play Librams on? Just just curiosity. Where did those I'm go? I know. I'm also being sarcastic. You, you played Libram of Hope when you created a minion, is what. Yeah. Happens. Yeah. No, it's. I I I have noticed though if Paladin like that deck has to stick on board. If they lose board, like, okay, cool, they play their 5-5 that gives what win Fury? I mean, I mean, that's how... There's not a lot of stuff right now that's clearing the boards repetitively, so... I mean, that's the, that's the thing with Paladin, right? That's how they won last time. When they were at top, they had sticky yeah. stuff that stays on board. Also, I'd like to point out the one-cost card that draws... Uh, that discovers a min- Divine Shield minion weapon or a secret. <clears throat> Unplayable! I said it! I said it! I've yes. seen it once! Once. It's been a week. Give it time. The poor card. It didn't do anything to you. Besides being useless. So the deck we're referring to is the hand buff paladin. Definitely appears to be the real deal. If you look at the top five decks according to Vicious Syndicate on their live data report, the number one deck across all ranks is hand buff paladin. So the divine shield buff cards uh, that that we were seeing before the expansion that looked like they were, could be pretty powerful. The Jewel Kit is, is a really solid card. The Bannerman is a really, really good card. Uh, the the, um, the, the Lifesteal minion, as well as the First Blade of Rin, both really good cards once they get buffed. And uh, yeah, I, some decks are running... Varian, King of Stormwinds, some are not, depending on how quickly you want to go. There's been iterations on this deck. Now, initially, it didn't seem like Blademaster Samuro was in the deck, but hey, this is a Rush deck that buffs things, kind of like Rush Warrior. So guess what? Blademaster Samuro is actually pretty good in the deck. So it's found its way into the deck. And uh, yeah, this is a this is a really Really good deck, but yes, it does. If you were fatigued by Paladin, seeing Paladins, uh, this is this is definitely not something you want to see. Um, or you know, maybe some of these older decks like Face Hunter is still really really high up there. They they're not necessarily using a ton of new cards. I think Aim Shot is probably the only new card in that deck. We've got Elemental Shaman. Uh, mostly Doomhammer versions of Elemental Shaman right now because of the quest decks. Uh, you need to be able to get those big five and eight mana swing or five or eight damage swings with the uh, Doomhammer to close out some games. And though it's got a really low play rate, Death Rattle Demon Hunter apparently is really solid with the uh, with the Peddler in there as a new option. Um, which of these decks do you, are you most unhappy or maybe disappointed in seeing being so so good after the first week of the of the new meta um probably I, i'm gonna say priest <laughs> no it's, it's say priest no i'm joking yes it's it's paladin um my face for a second was like what 
Yeah, I, I didn't get the I didn't get the joke. Either. Well, I thought it was pretty obvious as I just complained about Paladin being on top again yes. that that was going to be my answer. Um, I feel like this is a I feel like conviction should be hit like with a big big hammer and nerfed from from orbit like not not nerfed from orbit but like it needs to be either the attack needs to be dropped on it. Or it needs to um, cost two. So, like, conviction's the problem here. Conviction is the problem with Paladin right now. Like, the Battlemaster obviously can, um, you know, you know, give Wind Fury. I have rarely seen it hit me before they play Conviction. You know, so Conviction's a massive problem. I feel like Battlemaster's probably getting go up in cost just because a five mana five five that gives adjacent wind wind fury turns out when the the meta is being very board focused right now is really good and a lot of decks can use it so five might have been a little bit under costed but i i completely get and stand behind the idea of why they would make that card five cost even if they don't touch it that's fine but i feel like conviction needs to be hit What do you... yeah. Well, we were going to talk about nerfs in a little bit. <laughs> I know. Okay, we already we'll, we'll tally that yeah. in there. Dra- Dragon Rider of of Paladin, Face Hunter, Elemental Shaman. Uh, which are the, which deck are you kind of least happy to see up near the top as one of the best decks so far after the first week? Uh, <laughs> can we skip me? No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I okay. I just I don't like Face Hunter. I I'm gonna say it. I love Hunter, but man, Face Hunter is just like, yeah. I don't. I was playing it today just because I felt like it was gonna be pretty well situated, but <sighs> I'm just tired of that. I miss I miss my I miss my brand and my big dino. <laughs> I don't want to see Face Hunter anymore. I thought you might say Face Hunter. I think while I I don't mind the deck, I think that's the one I'm least, I guess, happy to see up there near the top. I get I like the fact that I mean, it's it's not a very it's not a real expensive deck. Um, the the card the aim shot is a is a common if I remember right. So you're not increasing the cost really at all by that but face hunter's really been the only hunter you can play and they had a really interesting quest line that i was hoping would actually kind of branch out into a new archetype and be a viable ladder archetype and i've seen i've played against the hunter quest line and it's interesting but it's not there yet and maybe maybe it just needs some more experimentation uh to find the right mix of cards but i i i guess i was hoping we would see some uh, a version of hunter that wasn't just face hunter after a week in especially given the quest line but we haven't really seen it yeah and it's pretty interesting because i feel like there's still a lot of experimentation like daily yeah i mean you talked about how that it's felt like a roller coaster but i mean i I don't know if if other people have been watching this since i play like almost every day and stream it like i'm very involved so i see this but 
there was even like a half to three quarters of a day where a bunch of pros were even like tweeting oh this aggro druid deck is like the nuts and this is so good this token druid with like minions and all this and there there was multiple i mean if i open up my game right now i think i have one from rami i have one from maybe viper somebody else and then all of a sudden they just fell flat and then like we haven't seen token druid <laughs> especially like minion focused token druids you know so it's the meta has really been shifting a lot and even the cards that people are including in the decks i mean Meiji, you were talking earlier about warlock it was more of the combo stay alive uh, at first and then all of a sudden it's shifted to the zoo style and now it's like a hybrid there's a version that's like it's zoo but it's running the stealer of souls and then there's kind of even one that's even more of a hybrid of like the, the control stay alive one and, and half zoo and it's like okay things are changing all the time there was a a full day where like every deck all of a sudden everybody was running neo fights and robes of protection and watch posts and then all of a sudden, those started to, to fade out a little bit. You still kind of see them, but it, things really are changing a lot. I, I don't feel like we've ever had a meta that has changed this much constantly already in the first week. There's been some, but it'd be like, you know, okay, the, these three decks changed, but there's so many. Feel like there's been instances where a week into the meta, we already have people claiming the meta is solved, and I don't think you could literally talk to anybody that legitimately thinks the meta is solved. Right? No, there's just no. too many things that you can do. I there's a lot of viability I think available. There's definitely some classes that feel a little bit better than others, but I think that. You know, those were the ones that probably got a lot more experimentation up front because they showed some initials, initial success. Um, it's so I wrote that I think the meta feels a little combo heavy and rather fast. Would you agree with that statement or would you disagree with that statement? Uh, I, I think I agree with it. There's <laughs> I mean, I mean, Battlemaster is a thing, which I kind of consider a combo card. So, like, yeah, I would consider it's combo, but it's also everyone's trying to move as fast as possible. So, yep, I consider that statement <laughs> at this moment in time recording, because as we just said, constantly shifting. That's how the meta feels right now. Yeah, I, I agree as well. I think it does feel very fast. Uh, that's not to say that every game ends before like turn seven. There's definitely still games where it, it might go a little longer, but I feel like we've seen this before too, though, where right now it's still kind of in limbo and there's, you know, maybe two decks that are pretty fast or like I said at the beginning, Mage and Warlock were a thing. And then everybody decided I'm going to try to play really fast stuff to go under those and beat them. And then those kind of, have have changed but haven't really left yet so then now it's just a okay well now we need to build this other fast deck to build to beat that fast deck and then now we need to build this fast deck to beat those other fast decks so it's it's just like a a continuation of that and until we really see a change whether that is a nerf or maybe there is something that comes out from potentially a tournament or something uh, but it's a little bit harder to do that on ladder because you can't have like a ban 
and you have no idea what you're going to be playing against, which I think is why we've seen so much variety. And the fact that I think there are a lot of uh, really cool designed cards and fairly well balanced for the most part. So, Yeah, I, I, I will say I, I think, and I, I could be wrong, I, I think there was some talk about Battlegrip. Battlegrounds Battle Master before the expansion went live because it was one of the kind of the cards that was revealed at the big dump at the end. Um, I, I am surprised at just how good that card is because it you like you look at it and it's like yeah this seems like this is okay this could be a good card but like it is it is it is finding itself in a lot of decks and it can push a lot of damage very quickly. And uh, I, I don't necessarily know if if that was the intention, I think, with, with the card, if it was thought to be kind of as popular a, a choice. It, it, it's like I'm not going to go so far as to say it's like Alex Straza was for the first expansion, but it's it's one of those things where it's like this is now another legitimate finisher sort of card. And so, like, this is now a... I, I feel like that card's almost an alternative that you can consider as a finisher card instead of, like, Alex Straza. So it's... I, and I would not have thought it would be that good when we first saw it and, and in the days leading up to the expansion. But it definitely has proven its worth. The other thing I would say is I, I'm surprised at how quickly some of these quests can get done. Um, I, I would say that like some of them, like the mage one I thought would be more difficult to complete and it is getting more difficult to complete a little bit. There was some experimentation and changes with that deck because people weren't running minions or hiding minions against and, or killing their own minions against mage so that they couldn't use things like brain freeze and, and things like that so that it would be more difficult to complete. Uh, you know, I played a lot of the, the, the rogue one and it feels like turn seven is about the time I'm usually finishing that, you know, and being able to then play the, the, the scabs, the following turn. Um, same with the warlock quest. It feels like turn seven, turn eight, a lot of times is, you know, is a, not an unreasonable time when you could see that, be completed and it's like you were looking at that quest what it was asking you to do six damage a turn seven damage a turn eight damage a turn in order to complete that quest and i'm like well that's gonna take at least till turn 10 beyond but that's not that's not how it's worked does it Okay, I thought maybe you'd have something to say about that, but okay, no. I guess uh, I, that, do we need nerfs? Wait, do I agree we with need you. Nerfs? Yes. Well, you could have said you agree with me, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> I thought Daring was going to say something, so I was like... Oh, well, I, want, I, I don't want to be the only one who talks, so I thought give leave a space for someone else to communicate. Can you okay, yeah. listeners? Can you tell it's been a little while since we've all chatted because <laughs> we are just <laughs> we're doing well, yeah. but we're having fun, shaking <laughs> off the rust. So it's okay. Let, do, let's we wrap up the dis- do we need nerfs? Do we need nerfs? 
And I if so, what know. what would you want to see nerfed besides daring wanting to see conviction get nerfed? I I feel like need is a heavy word to use for this right now because I think the meta has been changing so much. So it's it's more of a should we get nerfs, I think? More of a do we okay. need them? Um because I don't Should feel we that get we nerfs need them. then? <laughs> should we get them? Probably. But because I, I don't know how much the meta would change over the next like two months if we don't get nerfs. In terms of the the speed of the meta and that kind of thing and allowing other strategies to come in. So I, I do feel like they they would be probably uh, an important thing for the meta. I, I think personally for me, I would like to see maybe some of the draw effects or the quests changed slightly to slow them down. Uh, and maybe Encanter's Flow to allow it to not decrease spells below one. Because I'm, I'm not sure if changing the mana cost of Encanter's Flow would honestly even do enough. I feel like there's still plenty of games where people play it on turn three or four and then they end up playing the second one and it's still like, well, they just played, you know, six cards in one turn for nothing. Well, that that sucks. So I think personally that's the one I would like to see would be Encanter's Flow, not discounting below one. Okay. Yeah, I mean... Do you have any other... No, I mean... I feel like the Battle Master gets so much work done because of conviction. It's adding six to nine attack on the board that you can probably win Fury for one mana. You can add 12 to 18 for two mana. Um, that seems to add up to the math of over 30, so <laughs> potentially, you know... Um, so, I I don't know what else. I think the meta's still a little new, and I'm glad that they're holding off. Um, and I'm not, just because I'm not enjoying, I've, I've said this before, just because I'm not super into the meta right now doesn't mean it needs nerfs. I, I have things that I get annoyed when I'm playing against, but I feel like the, with the Battlemaster, Conviction needs to, to see something toned down a bit and i don't know what that is i'm not going to make the speculation but um <coughs> i think that that's what needs to be hit first i don't know where else you go um so yeah i don't know if we need nerfs um i do i am kind of tired of ilganoth and would like to see that that's card fair. change so that there's not there's not i like the OTK Demon Hunter deck has been a staple for quite a long time and it's still a staple. And frankly, it feels like it's, it, it feels like you can't do anything about it again, because again, it gets back to how did they, they reduced cards in their hand. They were able to duplicate the Moarg artificers. And then even if I don't play minions, they just use the, the 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 blast on their own minions and kill me so there it feels like there's no real way to play around it so i i would like to see that card changed i could definitely see battlemaster getting a nudge up to six mana because it ends up being a bit more powerful than maybe was anticipated but i i don't i don't know if it 
if we need nerfs, but there are definitely some things that they could tweak that that potentially could make the meta better. So uh, I, I, I'm very interested in seeing how this next week uh, of experimentation and kind of solidification of the meta goes and as well as what what team five decides to do as far as uh any balance changes that are coming so um, yep so yeah okay is that it for all right yeah i think i think that's it awesome why don't i i'll I'll bring us into this week's poll question so we talked about the meta uh the first week of the meta and our thoughts, what we were seeing, what we were playing. And we'd like to know from you, what do you think of the United and Stormwind meta so far? Is this a good or great meta? Is this an okay or are you kind of indifferent uh, to the meta so far? Or do you, or is this not good? Or a, would you consider this to be a bad meta? Let us know. Vote. Tell us what you think. Please reply and give us, uh, expound on your on your vote if you would like. And we will talk about the results on next week's show. Speaking of the show, you can email the show at dr3hs at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at dr3hs. And you can follow our top pin tweet to join the Dr. 3 Discord. And you can find myself on Twitter at Daring Alkaline, and I stream certain random days. I've been streaming pretty a lot more recently over at twitch.tv forward slash Daring Alkaline. So I'm working on Bloodborne now, so if you'd like to come see me get angry again, then co- come check me out. I, I generally post on Twitter because, like, I apparently I have something about um, wanting to put myself through ridiculously hard games for... No apparent reason, so. Uh, Dragon Rider, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at DonnieDK, that's D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K, streaming in the mornings during the week over at twitch.tv slash DK. Also, DK on YouTube, and this Sunday, Supergirl GP on Twitch to see me casting the championship. I'm so excited for it. Also, I've already got my outfits be wearing a sweet blazer and a nice shirt and everything i am nice. i'm going all in for this championship nice. i'm ready real pro broadcasting stuff awesome that's right all right and mage where can we find you so you can find me on twitter i am at major death and uh for one more for the rest of this week you can find me on twitch at twitch.tv slash major death as well yeah it's sad to see you go but you know You'll still be here on Doctor 3, and, uh, you know, you'll still be in the Discord and various other Discords, so you'll be very reachable, so. (laughs) Alright, guys, thank you for tuning in, and as always this week, you've been listening to Doctor 3.